The following is a special presentation of National Wrestling Alliance Pro Wrestling. NWA. Love it. Live it. Believe it. Japan Pro Wrestling. Like the ever-changing seasons, the time has come. Both men and women alike, champions and challengers, engage in sport. To see who rules the squared circle. Spectators line up by the thousands, screaming with the hopes of their heroes and denouncing those hated. The pride of a nation, the retribution of a fallen, the rivalry that spilled blood as the story never changes. The players, however, different. Yet the emotions run high, just like before. Tensions run high, as tonight, after seven drooling years, we are given a spectacle, an eclipse into the new age of pro wrestling. Like a phoenix rising from its ashes, a new chapter shall be written the legacy of our sport. A fearsome faction stands tall against an old school team of destruction. A scorned hero seeks retribution from a motivational farce. A rebel rogue battles against the new king of his division. A traitorous hero Turn cold against an NWA original who fights for family and honor. An ever-dominant champion seeks conquest to her throne against a revered foe looking to dethrone. And an age-old rivalry that has been talked about since day one culminates as a villainous champion battles against the world's hero. Many will fall, many will falter, and this night is just as important as the rest. As tonight, history will be made, their journey will continue, and the crowd shall call to the heavens to devour those wicked. As we welcome you to where it all began, we welcome you to the Spring Classic. We welcome you to the seven-year anniversary. We welcome you to Spring Stampede. And now, the National Wrestling Alliance and New Japan Pro proudly present 
The seven-year anniversary. The Spring Classic. Spring Stampede. Fights a guy like this, he's going to get crippled, that's for sure. And there's Paul Heyman helping his beast in the ring. Oh, Gorilla, I can feel it. I can feel it. Something big is going down here in just a couple of minutes. Well, 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 I'm sure this isn't how you expected this show to start off. Ladies and gentlemen, for those that have been living under a rock, for those that are so loyal to the NWA product, you don't check out any other professional wrestling, and for those who really want to know 
just who CM Punk has been talking about over the past two months, let me give you a demonstration. You see, my name is Paul Heyman. I am the advocate for the Beast Brock Lesnar, a former Ring of Honor champion, a former MMA champion, and a former World Wrestling Federation champion. And oh, by the way, if you didn't hear, he is still the only man in history to force The Undertaker into submission. But enough about the past. Let's look towards the future. Because next week, my client will become the reigning and defending Ring of Honor champion at our pay-per-view, Survival of the Fittest. As far as why we're here tonight, now myself and my client come out here tonight to talk to, to challenge, and to fight CM Punk. You see, over the past couple of months, CM Punk has made some very outrageous accusations regarding myself and my client. And you can beat up on me all you want. You can beat up on me for my quote-unquote failures over an ECW. You can even make fun of me for some of the people I've chosen to be Paul Heyman guys that haven't worked out. That's fine. But when you insult the integrity of not just this business, but my client, that is when both he and I get really, really pissed off. So CM Punk, we want you to come on down here and since you're such a tough guy, Mr. Badass MMA, why don't you meet up with a real badass and a real MMA champion. No? No punk yet? Alright then, I'll just continue. Because CM Punk can make fun of diverticulitis all you want, and for you ignoramuses in the crowd this evening, that is a very serious intestinal disease that you can die from. Which is nothing in comparison to a staph infection which is pretty much just a glorified rash. Maybe if CM Punk didn't sleep with all the rats in the building, he would keep himself clean. Maybe if he took a bath every once in a while, he wouldn't have an infection. And Punk, you want to talk about pipe bombs? You wouldn't have pipe bombs if it wasn't for me shooting from the hip. So here it goes. Maybe Punk would get a push and would be the top guy of this company 
if he stopped whining like a little bitch. The punk, my client would be happy to push you to the top. The top of a cliff and push you off to the bottom where you belong. And you know what, for as long as CM Punk isn't going to come out here and fight my accusations, I'm just going to keep talking and talking and talking. So let's get into another story, why don't we? See, I broke CM Punk into this business all the way back in 2006. I got fired for that man. Do you think he thanked me once? I don't like being that guy, but I'll be that guy for a quick second. CM Punk would have nothing without Paul Heyman. I got fired in late 2006 because of that man. I lost the job that I love because of CM Punk. That's how much I believed in him. And did he thank me? No. He didn't thank me. He didn't wish me a happy Hanukkah even. He didn't even get me a birthday present. Because all CM Punk cares about is what somebody can do for him. And so I give a quick warning to Rusev and Mr. David Otunga. Quit while you can because CM Punk will eat at your soul until there is nothing left. Until you want to quit this business that you love. Because CM Punk is nothing but a cancer to this business. And CM Punk is the one guy I am truly ashamed of to say was ever a Paul Heyman guy. Brock, I'm sorry. You're right, I am talking too much. CM Punk, my client, is getting bored of my rambling, so let me lay it out to you. Right here, right now. It is I am Brock Lesnar in the middle of an NWA ring challenging a quote-unquote NWA superstar to a fight. Right here, right now. We have the balls to show up in your house and challenge you, bitch! Accept your challenge to fight against Brock Lesnar tonight. However, he has engaged in battle with Cody Rhodes. He has been paid for his services that will be rendered later on this evening. Brock Lesnar, 
comes out here and picks a fight with a man who isn't paid to fight him, at least not yet. While CM Punk is busy preparing for his swift victory, I am here to further articulate what the best in the world is unable to at the current moment. Mr. Paul Heyman, you are taking up company time and resources to spit and regurgitate the same shtick that you have so readily used on Ring of Honor and the World Wrestling Federation. This is not your time to babble or to waste any further time. Your client, Brock Lesnar, wants to face off against the best in the world. It will not be tonight. If you are interested, however, we will face you in Japan at Wrestle Kingdom. Oh, God. Oh, and this is a sweetener. This is a sweetener. Brock, should you have the Ring of Honor title around your shoulder or waist at the time that event arrives, we demand that that title be on the line or no dice. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, oh this is God. so like Punk to hide in the back and send a crack pipe lawyer down here, but that's okay. That's okay, because, because I understand. I understand. CM Punk is afraid of Brock Lesnar. And that's okay. I'm afraid of Brock Lesnar, and he's my friend. CM Punk hasn't done anything physically to Brock Lesnar because he can't. But he has done physical things to the Rhodes family. Whether Cody Rhodes gets the job done tonight or not, whether he beats the crap out of CM Punk or not, I will have you know that this is a personal vendetta for me because Dusty Rhodes taught me everything that I know. It was the American dream that broke me into this business. So if you want a title match against Brock Lesnar in Japan, that's fine. Because at Wrestle Kingdom, I will unchain the beast and he will feast, seek, and destroy CM Punk. You want to fight at Wrestle Kingdom? You're on. Yeah! as they were going to yes. fight at Wrestle Kingdom. Otunga going to shake the hand of Lesnar, who just stood there staring at him. Otunga asking him to be a sport, not a gorilla, as Lesnar would shake his hand. Oh, 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 Mr. Otunga, one more thing I wanted to say. I heard that little jab about me using the same shtick over and over again. That's real cute you think you can do that, but I'm going to tell you right now, I'll let that one slide, but if you try that again... You will be verbally thrashed to the point where you'll never want to show your face in public again. As far as that comment goes, at least I have an original shtick that is all to myself and no one else can do without, of course, just being a carbon copy. Whereas you are that carbon copy and you just use my same words over and over again as well, you silly schmuck. But, but, maybe I'm being too hard. Okay, that was a slap on the wrist. All is forgiven, though. 
Let's just bury the hatchet between you and I. See, you have a client, I have a client, we're businessmen. No need for a personal vendetta between us. I mean, after all, somebody's got to get the contract written up for this and everything. So let's just shake hands and agree that at least between you and I, we will be mutual. With that being said, I have it on good authority and I will make sure that you get a really good settlement because now you're face to face with the beast! Yeah! Fuck yeah! A message had been sent straight to Punk as Lesnar left the ring with Heyman, not even looking back at the fallen Otonga. We had to officially prepare for our first contest. Punk is going to die! Good question. Representing the Bullet Club, they are the defending NWA Tag Team Champions, Carl Machine Gun, Henderson, and Giant Bernard Bad Intention. Oh, shit. The actual tag team champions.
getting us all four men just started punching at each other. A melee breaking loose as Anderson was clotheslined to the outside. Axon smashed, double teaming Bernard, driving over the double team, Atomic dropped on a clothesline. Dropping Anderson from the apron as they set Bernard up and then dropped him with the decapitator. Holy, wait, whoa. This could be it right here, covering. Whoa, oh, oh Anderson barely broke it up. They would toss him back to the outside, tossing Bernard to the corner, making quick tags in and out, punching away at him. Tossing him to the other buckle. Axe then smashed, crashing into him, dropping him with a double team hip toss and drop kick combination. Axe being the legal man as he would stomp upon him, raising him up and slam the big man upon the canvas. Climbing the top rope and left with a giant splash, covering only for two. Axe pulled him up, moving him to a corner, taking out the smash as they would double team him once again. Pausing him to the ropes and slammed him with a double team back body drop. Smash going to work with hard punches to the head. Anderson entering the ring, but Axe tackled him down, dragging him to the floor, and just slammed him into the barricade. Back in the ring, Smash came off the rope, but he was surprised with a kick to the jaw and an awkward roundhouse to the face. Bernard shook his head, coming off the rope with a body splash. Dragging him up and slammed him with a running powerbomb. He covered, but Axe was able to break it up. He rose, getting into a slugfest until Anderson locked him in a full Nelson. Bernard coming off the rope with a kick, accidentally hitting Anderson to the floor. As Axe and Smash dropped him with a double-team flapjack. Pushing him to the corner and would set him on top. Locking him in and came off the rope with a super double superplex. Damn. Smash went for the pin. But Anderson was able to break it up. The ref getting control of the match after another melee. Smash punching and chopping Bernard in the corner. Tossing him to the other. But it was Irish whipped and crashed into the buckle. Then dropping the gorilla press slam. Followed by a bicycle kick. Bernard tagged out to Anderson who would stomp like crazy on Smash. Tossed him to the ropes and dropped him with a fireman's neck breaker. He came off the rope and would stomp hard upon his neck and back. Pulling him up and hit him one, two, three hard uppercuts. Chopping him to the corner and hip tossed him out. Following up with a running shoulder block. Anderson would fire a shot to Axe and came off the rope with a knee right over the throat. Locking Smash in the headlock. He would squeeze and wrench upon him. Smash slowly started to fight and got to his feet. Fighting free with his elbows. Taking to the ropes. But Anderson chased him. Catching him with a clothesline to the outside. He then followed that up with a leap over cross body. Crashing upon him on the floor. Holy shit. He would hit free shots to his head before tossing him back into the ring. Climbing the top rope and left off with a double axe over the head. He grabbed Smash by the legs and would slingshot him to Bernard, who decked him with a haymaker as Anderson followed that off from behind with an electric chair driver. Covering. Axe broke it up. The ref would push him back as bad intentions double-team Smash with a brain buster. 
Anderson then dropping smash with a running senton bomb. Quickly climbing the top rope. Coming off with a splash. And nailed it. Pulling up to the center of the ring and covered. But again, only two. He tagged out to Bernard as they tossed him to the ropes. Missing the clothesline as Smash caught him with a double clothesline of his own. He started to crawl over to Axe. Reaching out. But he was dragged over to the center of the ring and then slammed with a suplex. Mm. Anderson went for Axe and then flipped him off saying, fuck you, quite loudly. Being very vocal about his opponents tonight. Tossing Smash to the buckle and would splash him. Anderson would then set him up and then dropped him with a Samoan drop. Taking out to Bernard who would splash upon his spine. Pulling him up and nailed him with a Baldo bomb. He called the old man up and he got hit with a big boot, raising him up for a derailleur slam. But Smash would kick with the momentum and was able to slide free. Hitting a cheap shot to Anderson, ducking a clothesline and caught Bernard with a flying shoulder block. <laughs> it was a long way away as Smash would slowly start to roll and crawl over to Axe, who was reaching out, just eating another inch, going for it. But it was pulled away by Anderson. Smash kicking off and left and tagged out. Axe was now a ball of fire, slugging away and dropped Anderson to the floor with a drop kick, avoiding a clothesline and slammed Bernard down with a spine buster. Axe would win and caught him with a snap power slam. Anderson sliding in, but Smash caught him, taking him down and pulled him to the floor. Axe would come in with a double axe. But Bernard rose him up with a gorilla press and then dropped him with a capture pump handle slam. He got his bearings and moved to the corner, beating his chest and charged in like a bull. X catching him with a drop toe hold, followed by a double team shoulder block as they set him up once again. Anderson, though, pushed ass smash off the rope to the apron as Bernard would break free. They then took Axe's head off with a clothesline. Anderson calling him up as they dropped Axe with a derailleur KA-47 combination. Oh, damn. That's it. Goodbye. And then went for the cover. No! Smash broke it up again. A melee now starting to break loose again. They would toss Smash in the corner. And then Axe. Bernard charging in like a bull. But both of them rolled out of the way. Bernard crashing and burning in the corner as they then dropped Anderson with a clothesline. Then Bernard with a capture body slam right upon Anderson. <laughs> they kicked him to the floor as they lined their shot up. They then picked him up and slammed Bernard down. Raising him up in an electric chair as Smash climbed up the top rope and dropped him with an electric chair neckbreaker. Anderson rolled into the ring with a steel chair. Fuck it, get a DQ if you had to. Axe going right for him as the ref had to try to get control. On the other side, though, Luke Gallows was on the apron with a lead pipe. He slid into the ring no. and a clever smash over the back. Oh, fuck. He quickly rolled to the floor as Bernard rose to his feet. Axe getting taken to the outside and was being dealt with by Anderson. Bernard slowly went for the cover. But he was dragged to the outside and dropped with a clothesline by a third demolition member. Uh, Anderson uh, rolled into the ring 
as he was then punched over the head with a stubborn club fist by the third man, Crush. Bellows flew into the ring and was dropped with an elevated uppercut. The stubborn club still on his fist. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners of this bout as a result of a disqualification and still NWA Tag Team Champions, the Bullet Club. Demolition were now standing tall, now starting to beat the crap out of the club. They may have had the titles, but they didn't have their pride here tonight. They would little by little slowly start to exit the ring, kicking the title belt and starting to backpedal what and head the their way f- up the ramp. Then they walked away with the title, well, and they now had battle oh, scars. Well, fuck. Fuck this match. Fuck <laughs> this match. Come on, Hayabusa, kick his fucking ass. Come on. Do it for Marjorie or whatever the hell her name was. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but not fuck you. Oh my god. Oh my god.
fucking he's gonna have a fucking tang in the fucking reverse Rusev. Fucking goddamn! This music. <laughs> this fucking entrance. He's got. He's got fucking pyro. Living in America. Bow <laughs> dropped down to a knee, saying almost a prayer prior to the match beginning. Bruce was ready to go. The title was raised high and handed over, and the bell rang. Bow kept on his knee as Bruce went after him. As Bow then clobbered him with a clothesline. He jumped up and down, cheering out, pulling him up and kicked him in the corner, hitting him with right hands, then tossed him to the other buckle, hitting a clothesline, then hard kicks to the ribs, tossing him with a hip toss, followed by a drop kick, then a back elbow, finishing him with a clothesline to the outside. He would cheer a bit for himself as Musa slowly rolled back inside, both stopping on him and tossed him to the rope, dropping him with a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Followed up with a suplex, then a bow D-slam. He moved to the corner and put him away early, smiling as he came in. But he missed a kick as Musa caught him with a chop to the chest. Another one, then a harder, drop to the hole. Harder, harder. off the rope with a drop kick to the buckle. Climbing up and would punch at him. Ten shots, and then he got tossed to the other, followed by a body splash. Raising him up and came down with a suplex. He would hit Bo with a flurry of kicks, causing him to block. Taking a spin kick to the face, sending him to the floor. Dallas decided to go for a small walk as Musa dove through the ropes, crashing into him. He hit along his head and rammed him into two barricades, and then right back into the ring. He left far off the rope, but Dallas caught him with an uppercut. He quickly pulled him up and slammed him with a whirling sit-out powerbomb. Covering. Only two. Bobby Yaw from the floor to take his time as he rose him up. Drilling him with a pile driver. Pulling him back up and drilled him with a second one. Going, but only again got a two. But we dragged him to the corner. Climbing up the rope and came down with an elbow to the heart. Locking in a headlock, trying to wear him down. Musa slowly would get to his feet, fighting out with his elbows, then took to the rope. Bo missing a clothesline as Musa caught him with a springboard tornado DDT. Getting right back in the game, coming off the rope, but Bobby grabbed his foot, causing a distraction. This gave Bo a chance to kick him in the ribs and slammed him with a pump handle powerbomb. Grabbing him oh. by the legs and would apply a Texas Cloverleaf. Oh, God. 
He held on good and tight, putting his weight on him. Busa just no. barely able to get a hold of the rope. Rolling to the apron. Dallas took a moment before grabbing him for a suplex. Busa landing behind him, catching him with a Japanese rolling clutch. Oh, Only oh, two. They both would rise as Musa caught him with a spin kick to the stomach, then a cutter on the canvas. Quickly kicking him to the corner and would kick rapid fire shots. The last kick catching him right in the face. Musa then dropping him with a snap bear, followed by a drop kick to the back, slamming him with another body slam, then a card stomped to the face. He locked him in a headlock to slowly wear him down. Busa rose up but was tossed to the ropes. Bo slamming into him with a back body drop. Swinging him with a clothesline. But he missed as Hayabusa would climb upon his shoulders. Slamming him with a sunset flip. Stunner! He caught him there with a spinning wheel kick. Looking at him and he got him in a head vice. Drilling him with another DDT. He moved to the top rope. He catched him with a missile drop kick. Running and got him with a neck breaker. Bo would stumble upon his feet, not knowing where he was. Busa rising up and caught him with a brain buster. Come on. Bo, however, rolled to the floor. Bobby would towel him off, saying it was okay. They just had to get back into it. As Busa leapt off the rope and crashed into both of them. Yeah. He pulled Bo up and slammed his head into the announcer's table. He then slammed it Fuck again. Him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. Fuck him up. into his chest and rammed his head into the post. He rolled into the ring as Busa slid inside. Waiting, then caught him with a kick to the side of his head. Ducking a punch and went for another kick to the head. Raising him up and slammed him with the Falcon Arrow. Covering. But Bobby was on the apron. Busa uh, uh, would pull from Bo and off. kicked him in the jaw, sending him to the outside. Turning sharply as Bo was on his feet, but loopy. He rose him up and slammed him with another Falcon Arrow. He pulled Bo away from the ropes, going for the pin. But Dallas rolled away to the apron. Busa would drag him up, hitting to his head, then blasting him with an uppercut, sending him right to the floor. He rolled after him and would chop and chop and chop away at him, tossing him to the barricade, then right into the stairs. He climbed the apron, getting a running start, and dove off with a spinning head scissor right to the fucking floor. God damn. Busa pulled him up and would chop to his chest, headbutting him, then toss him into the ring, going inside. But Bobby got a hold of his ankle. Busa kicked him off as Bo caught him with a drop kick, sending him back to the floor. Busa slowly would rise to his feet as Bo would exchange fists, both of them going back and forth. Hayabusa winning with a kick to the chest, followed by a roundhouse. He stunned him and then went for a kick, but he didn't got in the way, taking the kick for Dallas, who rolled into the ring just in time as the ref counted to ten fuck you ladies and gentlemen here is your winner by count out and still and the uh. United States <laughs> champion oh, he's Most yet to pin anybody since Starcade
they have a weak crowd as Musa tried to get a hold of him. Kicking the relic in frustration is tonight for the third time. Wasn't able to secure goal. That may have been his last chance. So many dusty finishes. Yeah. So little time. The fucking music. <laughs> this next match better have a finish. Uh, yeah, you damn right it better have a finish. <laughs> oh shit. You damn right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, here's your match of the night. gentlemen this contest scheduled for one fall will be for the FIT World Championship standing over in the red corner wearing the white and red he weighed in this morning at 216 pounds he is the Saturday Night Delight John Morris. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Morris. Good fight. You ain't winning, buddy. You ain't winning shit. His opponent. 
And the over in the black corner. They're in the black and silver trim with Ghost Rider Skull Makeup. <laughs> oh my God. Weighing in this morning at 201 pounds. He is the defending FIP World Champion. The leader of the Bullet Club, Prince Tevin! This match is going to hurt. <laughs> A lot. Both of them had moved to the center of the ring. Talking trash to each other as the ref rose the title belt up and would hand it over. Devitt just coldly looking into the eyes of more a son with that ghost rider face paint. The referee would then call <laughs> for the bell as these two would back away and start to move around the ring. Each of them would try to lock the other with a hold. Morrison latching on with a collar elbow tie-up. Devitt going behind him and hit to his back. Morrison countering into a rear waist lock, slamming him with a wrestling lift and held him down. Devitt would fight out with his elbow, going for a kick, but Morrison sidestepped and caught him with another one. Another avoidance in advance, and Devitt would get slammed and got hit with a flapjack. Morrison was alert and caught him with a spin kick and a leg sweep, grabbing the leg and quickly applied a leg lock. Devitt would kick him off and escape to the apron. Morrison, though, kicking him in the ribs and sent him to the floor. He got a burst of steam, diving through the ropes with a corkscrew tope, crashing down upon the champion. He tossed Devitt inside and caught him with a springboard drop kick, kicking at him to the buckle and ram his knees into him. He tossed him to the other, but Devitt Irish whipped. Jomo able to run up the buckle and caught him with a moonsault. Spinning up and then dropped him with a spinning back suplex, followed by a drop kick to the corner. Morrison started to kick over and over again, climbing up and tossed Devin with a bucky flip, finishing him off with a clothesline, calling his shot and slammed him with a suplex as Devin retreated to the outside. Morrison would buy nice. his time as Devin went for a walk. Rubbing his jaw and climbing the apron, slowly entering and would lock up with Jomo, who pushed him with the corner. He would break away clean as Devitt pushed him. Morrison pushing right back as Devitt would swing. Morrison ducking and dropped him with the neck breaker. Coming off the rope and caught him with a spinning wheel kick. Then an inverted atomic drop, followed by a standing Hudakinrana. Only getting a two. Nice. Morrison would kick to the ribs, but Devin held on to that leg and dropped him on the dragon screw. He held on and would kick to the back of the knee, move it to the floor and ram Morrison's knee into the post three times. Morrison pulled away, holding his knee. Devin rolling into the ring and would stomp upon it, trying to jerk it out of alignment and quickly locked him in a side leg lock. Devitt rose and would drive the knee into the back of Morrison's, trying to hyperextend it and would slam it into the canvas. He would then stomp upon it, pulling Morrison up by the hair, then slammed him to the buckle, kicking hard to the knee, then would unload upon his head. He would then grab a hold and drop him with a bulldog. 
Devin would then lock him in a kneeling armbar, pressing that knee into the back of the shoulder. Now starting to separate that. He drove his knee into the shoulder blade, forcing Morrison up and dropped him with a double knee arm breaker. Oh, damn. He locked him in a sit-out armbar, now having that locked in place. Jomo would fight to his feet, tossing Devin off, but he missed a back elbow. Devin dropping him with a reverse suplex. Morrison would roll as Devin cook his face off with a drop salt, sending him through the ropes to the outside. Devin slowly would climb the top rope, rising up and dove off, catching Morrison with a crossbody. He rose, bashing his knees into his head, dropping him with a back suplex against the stairs. Morrison would roll him on the floor, holding his back as Devin stomped upon his spine, ramming him into the steel post and the barricade. Tossed him into the ring, then kicked hard to his knee and in the back of his head, moving to the top rope. He would grin, rising up, leaving with a double foot curb stomp. But thank God he missed. Morrison rolling up and dropped Devin's knee. Coming off the rope and caught him with a running knee right to the face. He was springboard off the rope with a corkscrew moonsault, landing upon him and quickly rose, going for a spinning head scissor. Devin countered though by slamming Jomo right on the face, coming off the rope and dropped him with a snapping DDT. He moved back to the top rope, leaping off with a shoulder tackle, running up a shot, and went for a kick to the jaw. Morrison blocking and nailed Devin with an insecurity to the face, rising and clotheslined him down. He ducked a kick and slammed him with a double underhook powerbomb. He would sit in the corner, waiting, and charged in, getting dropped in a toehold, fighting out of it as both of them rose, kicking each other in the leg as they backed away. Morrison tackled Devin to the buckle, ramming his shoulder into the ribs, and set him on top, and started to climb. Both of them would then start to punch at each other, back and forth, until Morrison locked him in a side headlock, getting pushed to the ropes, and caught Devin with a crossbody. Nice. He missed a kick to the head as Devin climbed upon his shoulders, hitting to his head, then dropped him with a reverse sit-out DDT. Devin oh, shit. Devin upon him, dragging him up and nailed him with an uppercut. Another one through the ropes right to the apron. He looked to suplex him inside, but Morrison blocked, hitting Devin in the knees, then dropped him with a sunset flip powerbomb. Covering. Only two. Jomo kicked him in the ribs and then a knee lift, slamming him with a whirling backdrop and a springboard crossbody. He rose Devin up for a powerbomb, but it was countered with a punch to the head. Devin coming off the rope with a leg lariat, connecting right across the face, then coming off the rope again. Morrison no surprising him with a back body drop, slamming Devin with a suplex and a body slam. Going for the Nitro Blast! Devin rolled under, drilling him with a German suplex, grabbing his legs, going for a leg lock. Morrison, though, kicking him through the ropes to the floor. Come on, Morrison. Caught Devin with a baseball slide right into the barricade. He would hit Devin in the ribs, then toss him into the stairs. Devin, no, Irish whipping, but Jumbo leapt over the stairs, turning around as Devin leapt off of them, dropping him with a DDT upon the floor. Mm. Oh, damn. 
He would then take a small walk up the ramp, turning sharply, getting about 30 paces back, and then started to run, blasting Morrison over the head with a punt. Oh! Getting a small walk as he climbed the apron, running off and nailed Jomo with a knee to the head. He rose him up and drove him down with a pile driver right upon the ramp. Not even giving him time to recover after that as he tossed him into the ring. But he had his head dangle over the apron. Neville would club to his back to keep him sturdy as he climbed the top rope. He would then tilt his head, leaving with a double foot curb stomp. And Jomo just moved out of the way. Nice. Come on, Morrison. Devin landed upon the floor, hobbling a little bit as Morrison leapt over the rope. Catching him with a senton head scissor right into the railing. Oh. Mm. Oh. him into the ring, climbing the top rope and caught him with a missile drop kick, followed by a clothesline, then another drop kick, followed by a sweep to the leg, as Morrison locked him within a half crab, but then twisted his body, locking him in an awkward STF. Mm. Devitt was in trouble here, struggling, reaching for the ropes. It was a long way back, reaching up as he was able to get a hold of Morrison's hair. He would then pull at it and was able to gouge him in the eye to break the hold. Rising and hit him with a straight kick right to the chest. He pushed him to the buckle and hit hard elbows to his head. Tossing him to the other. But Morrison Irish whipped. Tossing him right into the buckle. And then caught him with a monkey flip. Devitt though. Used the momentum and landed upon his feet. Surprising Morrison with a fireman's carry. Double knee rib breaker. Oh, he went it from damn. the wise and caught him with a discussion roundhouse, followed by the hesitated drop salt. <sighs> Morrison was on his feet, groggy. Devitt coming in and placed him upon the top rope. Oh. He would climb up with him and would hit to his back, looking for what appeared to be a brain buster. But Morrison would flip, uh-huh. landing behind him, holding on to the rear waist lock, and slammed him down with a super spider German suplex. Oh. His legs held onto the buckles. He would sit up on caught upon the rope, oh. coming down with starship pain, landing oh. right upon Devitt's face. That's it. That's it. Kick to the chest, watching him bounce off the ropes and slammed up on the fireman's driver. Devin rolled to the apron as Morrison ran, leaping over and caught Devin with a bulldog right to the fucking floor. God damn. Devin held God his head damn. as Morrison rose, throwing his fist in the air, giving the adulation from the fans, tossing him into the ring, then dropped him with a body slam, following up with a running moonsault grabbing Devitt and moved him to the corner. He would kick to his ribs, kick to his side, kick to his legs, toss him to the other. But Devitt was able to Irish whip, charging, but missed the drop kick, getting stuck in the tree of woe position. Morrison would grin at himself as he would stomp to his face, backing away and caught him with a baseball slide. He set him on top, dropping him with an insider edge. Morrison could feel it, slapping his knee as he waited for it. He then charged in, going for the Nitro Blast. But Devitt sidestepped, dropping him with a double knee backcracker, followed by a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker, following up with hard kicks to the ribs. 
He would rise and was able to catch him with a kick across the head. Moving to the top rope and rubbed his neck. Standing upon top. Leaping off and landing upon Jomo's spine with a double foot curb stop. Oh. No. Orson held his back. Forcing himself to his feet as Devitt clotheslined him over. Standing upon the apron then dropped him with a double axe. Devin would then kick him in the ribs, raising him up, and would powerbomb him through, yes, through the stairs. Fuck. Fuck. Morrison Fuck. was down and out. Devin pulling him up by the hair and just placed him over the apron. Climbing the top rope again and would leap off with a late drop over the back of the head and spine. Oh, my God. Morrison would roll into the ring in pain. Devitt's not fucking around. Entering, rolling his neck. He then looked for his spot, dropping Morrison with a powerbomb to the buckle, following up with a brain buster. He would slowly make his way to the corner and began to lower the knee pad. He then called Uh for Morrison to rise, waiting patiently and charged in and nailed him with a leg lariat across the face. He came off the far end and then kicked his face with a double foot drop salt. Morrison down. But the referee would wave it off. Devin bashing his knees into his face over and over again. Now starting to hit to his ribs and then slammed him with a suplex. Kicking him to the apron once again. Devin would then blast him with an uppercut. Moving to the apron and kicked him in the ribs. And tried to set him up for a powerbomb right to the outside. Grinning as he rose him up. But Morrison would slide behind him. Hitting him in the knee and locked him in. Both of them fighting on the apron as Morrison got him locked in. Holding him and left off the apron with a C4 suplex right through the announce table. Oh, God. crowd. Devitt not even moving as he would have to be considered knocked out if he was in the ring. Morrison having to drag him and push him inside. Climbing in as Devitt slowly worked his way up. Both of them starting to exchange kicks back and forth, although groggily. Devitt catching Morrison with a high knee. Go for a slam, but his back gave out. Morrison quickly go for the moonlight drive. Devitt pushed him. Morrison going uh. for the flying chuck. But he missed. Uh, Devin him from behind as Morrison would back elbow him. Catching him with a Pele kick. Yeah, come on. That's he it. came off the rope, but he missed the running knee. Devin leaping with a risen knee. Jumbo catching him and slammed him with a capture powerbomb. Moving to the top rope and left for Starship Pain once again. But Devin rolled aside and Morrison landed upon his feet. They were going 100 miles an hour now as he would thrust with a kick. Hitting the buckle as Devin quickly pushed him up. Coming behind him and dropped him with a super backdrop. Having him land upon his neck. Ooh. He rolled to his feet and would wait. Charging in as Morrison surprised him with a nitro blast. Oh. Devin was down as Morrison got that from out of nowhere. The ref checking. But Devin was okay. He would slowly roll to the ropes, pulling himself up as Morrison hobbled. 
moving towards him as Devin hit him with a kick to the ribs. He hit him with the knee to the ribs. Then another one, and another one. Raising Morrison up, who began to kick and landed behind him. Going for the moonlight drive, but Devin just pushed him off and snapped him with a downward spiral. He then moved to the corner and would call Morrison up. He would then look at him and scream, charging in, and got him with the silver bullet. Oh, damn. He would lean against the buckle as the ref waved it off. Yeah. Devin would look at him wondering if he got all of it. Morrison slowly started to push himself to his feet. Devin then going over and hit him with an uppercut, locking the arms, raising him for the bloody Sunday. But Morrison kicked and landed upon his feet, able to drop Devin with the moonlight drive. He crawled oh, over, putting an nice. arm over the Only two. Damn. Morrison was close on that one, rolling to the ropes and pulled himself to his feet, rubbing his leg, knowing he had to put him away. Devin holding his neck as he slowly started to rise, not knowing where Morrison was, getting turned around and got hit with a wheel kick. He then got hit with a clothesline, then a suplex to follow. Morrison dropping him with a flapjack, then blasted him with the flying chuck, raising his arm up and came in again with the nitro blast. David dodging and nailed him with the silver bullet. Uh, fuck. He would hold his knee, moving to the corner as the ref. Called for the bell. Uh, no. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner, and still, FIP World Champion, Prince Devin. He fucking tried, man. (laughs) That bullet never misses its mark as he sat in the corner, rubbing his knee as that was the last bit of energy he had. He's taking his title belt and will raise it up. He heard the crowd, but just didn't seem to care. He was king tonight, and king of the division, as he rolled out of the ring. He hobble nice and slow, making his way up the ramp, as Morrison was still knocked out cold in the ring. Devin standing upon the stage, watching him, proclaiming dominance, as he rose his title belt up once again. Hearing the crowd, but didn't care, firing off a bang. As Morrison was just the next victim down. We had to prepare for our next bout. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall will be for the Women's World Championship.
her mind. She is Mischief would scream out, decked out in green and black. As Del Rey would toss her ring robe away, revealing the title. With her wrist tape up to her forearm with the words, Massacre Mischief. Handed the title belt over, retightening the braid in her hair. Hear the bell sound, and away we went. Del Rey went for a grapple down tactic. Mischief a little too fast and slip, sleek for that. Keeping away from her hands and was able to rope a doper right into the corner. She hit it with kicks to the ribs, backing away as Delray went for her. But again, Mischief avoided her and kicked her at the back. Delray turned, going for another as Mischief locked her from behind, right in the sleeper, but only got tossed off. <laughs> Mischief got to her feet as Delray caught her, dropping her with a belly to belly suplex. She held her down in that rear waist lock. Quickly putting her in a full Nelson. The shift forces up as Del Rey rose her for a slam. Mischief sliding out and dropped Del Rey with a headlock takedown, wrenching on her head to wear her down. Mischief rose and would fight free with an elbow, grabbing at the leg and tripped her down. Quickly locking her in a leg lock until Del Rey kicked her free. Rising sharply, which took one hell of a boot to the face, then a clothesline, followed by a running crossbody, up and over to the floor. <laughs> Mischief rose with a scream, tossing Del Rey inside and with leapfrog off the rope, dropping her with a quick DDT, latching her within an STF. Oh. Hammer would zoom in as Del Rey was cut over the eye. Mischief releasing and locked her in an armbar, driving the knee into her shoulder. But Del Rey rose up, tossing her off and caught her with a release, belly to belly suplex. She locked her in a front face lock and followed that up with a suplex, kicking Mischief to the corner and would ram her shoulders into her ribs. Ugh. Mischief would bash her knees right into her face, then drilled her with a bulldog. Again, locking her in an STF. Delray had forced herself up and rammed her into the buckle, turning and took her with a kick to the face. Mischief quickly climbed the top rope and drilled her with a tornado DDT, waiting and went for a side headlock. 
Del Rey hitting to the back of her knee and tripped her up, grabbing her leg and would kick to the back of the knee. She slammed it hard against the canvas, wrapping it around and spun her around, locking her in a version of a Brock lock. Ooh. She drove her knee right into the back of her neck while slowly starting to stretch her out. Miss Jeff refused to give in as she was pulled up and dropped down. One, two, three hard German suplexes, then a stiff clothesline up and over to the floor. DeRay had moved to a corner and would wait. Mischief slowly crawling back in at the count of seven. Rising up stiff as DeRay slammed her with a belly to back slam. She then locked her in a key lock and began to wrench on her. Mischief kicked to the back of her head, fighting free and caught her with a women's drop salt to the buckle. Delray charging out, but missed an elbow. Mischief grabbing her from behind, latching her in a nice deep sleeper. Delray was able to toss her off, but she was groggy. Taking a kick right across the head as Mischief then snapped her with a snap brainbuster. She grabbed onto her head, trying to wear her down as Delray slowly got to her feet, rising up and just tossed her off, blasting her with an elbow. Another one, but missed the third. Mischief surprising her with an enziguri. Ooh. She actually dropped her down to her knees, then nailing her with a shining wizard. Moving to the top row, and would catch her with a moonsault. Whoa. But only got a two. Mischief yeah. went for the legs, but she was kicked back. Delray rising and snapped her with a spybuster. She grabbed up the legs and would actually toss her with a giant swing. She released, lacking in place, and then clotheslined her to the apron. But Mischief held on, pulling herself up and snapped Delray with a rope guillotine, grabbing her again and would lock her in an inverted tarantula. She would choke her a little bit with the rope oh. before letting go at the count of four, oh, sliding back into the ring, then blasted her face with a kick, locking her in a side arm bar to try to separate that shoulder. Delray forced herself up and tossed her to the ropes, missing a back elbow as Missive dropped her with a spinning neck breaker. Quickly locking her in, a just face lock. She pulled back hard, nearly bending her in half. Delray having to reach up and break the grip using her fingers. She rose but got hit with a kick right to the head, dropping to her knees as Missive spiked her with a DDT. Going for a cover! But Delray grabbed her head, trying to lock her in something. But Mischief was able to slide away, going for a crossbody. But Delray caught her and hit a whirling backbreaker. She would hold on to her, then hit a side rib breaker. And then another one, finishing her with a fall away slam. <laughs> that brute strength of Delray almost unmatched as she was up first. Driving her knees into the ribs of Mischief. Grinding that knee into her. Pulling at her. Going for a pile driver. But Mischief was able to counter. Knocking her with a hurricane rana. Tossing Delray right into the buckle. Following up with a flapjack right into a modified Buddha lock. She wasn't able to hold it for long as Delray broke free. Slowly rising and caught Mischief in a bear hug. 
She would squeeze tightly before just tossing her aside. Going for her as Mischief ducked, kicking at the knee and surprised her with the knee lift. Going for her waistlock and caught her with a German suplex. She had those fingers clashed and she caught her with a second one. Rising going for a uh. third. But Delray broke free and nailed her with a stiff clothesline. <laughs> Delray pulled her up, locking her in a front face lock, bashing her knees into the ribs and slammed her with a gut wrench powerbomb. She took a moment before pulling her up and tossed her to the ropes. Bishop sliding under her legs, climbing upon her shoulders and spun around, dropping her with a Frankensteiner, pulling her down. Only two. Bishop came up the far end, catching her with a shoulder block, then a spinning head scissor, catching Del Rey with a drop kick to the buckle, charging in with a spear. And got her right in the ribs, climbing Ooh. up to the buckle and started hitting her head. Ten good shots as she climbed down, tossing her to the other buckle. But Del Rey Irish whipped, hitting her with a knee to the ribs. But Mischief countered that with a schoolgirl. Only two. She rose with a straight kick to the chest, then a headlock takedown. Bridging on Del Rey, who rose up, slamming her with a side suplex. She held on, dropping her with a second one. Still holding on and tossed her with a release side suplex. She would hold on, <laughs> dropping her with a second one. And still kept her hands clutched, tossing her with a release side suplex. Oh my god. She pulled Bishop up, who surprised her with a jaw jacker. Coming off the rope and caught her with a climb up in Seguri. Grabbing her from behind and drove her down with a face plant. They would lock her in a bow and arrow lock. Delray only needed a second before fighting out. Grabbing Mission by the legs and would slingshot her into the buckle. Then dropped her with an Everest release German suplex. Mischief held her neck as she was then drilled with a pile driver, pulling her right back up and drilled her with yet another pile driver. Oh, she waited for God her to rise to her feet before slamming her with a gut rent suplex, a release bell and a belly, then an elevated electric chair. Letting Mischief get up before she got her in the bite of the dragon submission. Mischief reached with her arms, unable to get free. She was able to bash Delray in the face with her knee, then countered out of it with an acai DDT. She pulled her to her feet, holding her neck, and kicked her in the ribs, then a high knee to the face, charting with a crossbody as both of them went up and over to the floor. Mischief was the first one up. Delray kicking her in the ribs, then slammed her into the barricade. She punched her ribs and sides, blasting her with an uppercut, then tossed her to the stairs. Bishop, though, would leap over, turning around as Delray walked around, hitting her over the head, then blasting her with an uppercut, going Ooh. for a back suplex, bashing Bishop's spine right into the apron. Oh, damn. Delray would then headbutt her and <laughs> picked her up, aiming for the post. But Mischief slipped behind her, watching her turn, and nailed her with a kick right to the face. Delray leaning over the stairs for a moment as Mischief dropped her and caught her head first with a sunset flip driver into the stairs. 
Del Rey was down, holding her head. The camera trying to catch what happened as Mischief tossed her into the ring. Del Rey was on Dream Street as she got to her feet, her forehead having a gash over it as she was bleeding down oh, her face. Oh. And quickly, oh. Mischief zeroing in on it, punching her head and dropped her with a bulldog. Howling out for her misfits, climbing the top rope and nailed her with a missile dropkick. Another loud scream as she caught her with a kick over the side of the head. Delray just hanging on as Mischief came in with a knee. But Delray caught it, raising her up and drilled her with a power bomb. She held her legs and rose her up for a second one. Holding those legs and dropped her with a third. She pulled her up and dropped her with a fourth one. Picking her up again and slammed her with a fifth oh my one. God. Finally releasing. <laughs> she leaned against the buckle as Mischief was down like she fell from heaven. Delray dropping to a knee, looking almost spent as blood continued to pour. Forcing herself to her feet as Mischief slowly began to rise. Staggering as Delray picked her up for an Alabama slam. Mischief countering and dropped her with a capture. Rolling sunset powerbomb. Holding the legs. Oh. Only two. Damn. Damn. These women. They're now, killing each other. As she rose up, looking to the top rope, and had a wild look in her eye. Moving Delray over and slowly began to chop at her chest. She would put her on top and began to climb, locking her in place, looking to come down. But Delray seemed to have other plans, flashing her with a right hand, then another one, and then an uppercut, catching her balance and left with a double axe and would drill mischief down. She pulled her eye up by the hair, raising her up for a dominator. But again, Mission was able to slide free, ducking the clothesline and caught her with a springboard neckbreaker. Then her neck latching in a version of cattle mutilation. She held on as tightly as she could. Delray, however, though, was a little too strong and was able to break out. Rising and blocked up the attempted boot. Turning Mischief around and slammed her with a whirling electric chair. She wasn't going to waste any time. Pulling Mischief up and locked the arms. Raising her for a double underhook powerbomb. But Mischief would spit the green mist right in her face. Ooh. She covered her eyes. Taking a wild swing and missed. Mischief keeping her distance. Drop kicking the knee. Then clocked her with a drop salt to the face. She screamed out and would wait. Delray rising with blood and mist in her eye. Mischief grabbing her and slammed her with a straight jacket slam. She knows she had it now. Kicking the rope with a howl. Watching Delray slowly stagger. Going for the desecrator DDT. But Delray pushed her off and quickly tackled her down. Punching her head and would elbow her across the skull. Mischief would block the best she could, getting busted over the nose as Del Rey pulled her up, violently pushing her up and slammed her with an airplane spin bomb. She was pissed off, slowly starting to remove the wrist tape from her hands and just tossed it away. 
Missing a clothesline as Mischief came off the far end and drilled her with a sunset flip powerbomb, a.k.a. the Code Green! Jerry was stunned as she screamed out. Mischief could feel it. She could taste it. The beast was being slain as she locked the arms and drilled her with the desecrate. No, Mischief pushed her back, picking her up and rammed her into the buckle. Blind but full of rage as he would hit hard shots over and over again on the ribs. Mischief getting a knee up right into the face. Going for a bulldog, but Delray held on. She slammed her with a backbreaker, pulling her right back up and locked the arms and rose her up. Mischief though sliding free and quickly locked Delray from behind in a version of the Taz mission. Oh, good she wrapped her legs around and pulled Del Rey down on the canvas, having it locked in tightly and perfectly. Del Rey would wave her arm, trying to get out of the hold. Mischief screaming out in victory, barely audible over the crowd that were losing their mind. The ref checking Del Rey, who was hanging on, and barely. He was trying to get air into her lungs. Her face just coated in a red crimson mask as she was fading, fading. Fading out as her hand kept moving. Mission <laughs> would rock back and forth. She wasn't going to let her go if her life depended on it. Delray's arms starting to flail, reaching for the ropes, trying to roll forward. But she didn't. She wasn't able to move through the angle and the blood in her eye. Mischief howling out to her misfits for more strength as Delray would struggle, her arm flailing as she couldn't go anywhere. Slowly, very slowly, her arm began to slow down and descend, finding its oh, way shit. on the canvas. Champion. Oh, Delray would move over, raising her hand up. This and might be it. it. No, it shot right back up. Delray got a burst of adrenaline. Britain would slowly find a way to set herself up, get into her feet, and broke out of the hold via an awkward stunner. Mischief held her jaw, Delray coughing, trying to get air in her lungs, slowly turning as they would lock up. Delray locking her in a side headlock as Mischief slid free. Missing a kick as Delray grabbed the arms. Mischief sliding and locked her and drilled her with the desecrator. She moved over and covered. Oh, only two. Now that was close as Mischief couldn't believe that one. Pulling Delray up and moving to the corner. Pulling her back up top. Having an idea. She would headbutt her to keep her steady and moved behind her. <laughs> Mischief looking out, knowing that this was dangerous. Grabbing a hold of Del Rey and set her upon her shoulders. Leaping off with a super sit-out face buster driver. Whoa, what the fuck is that? face staying the canvas as she rolled an agony. Mischief ready to finish this as she grabbed the arm, wrapping her leg around and went for the finish as Delray actually lifted Mischief up and powerbombed her hard against the buckle, watching her smack off and locked her in the royal That's it. Good, good fucking bye. Good fucking bye. Mischief will start to contort her body, trying to bend out of it. Delray held on like a vice, pulling her arms back, 
all the way back, looking to rip her apart. Bishop screaming bloody murder, but she was not going to tap out. Reaching it with her feet to the ropes, but an inch was no better than a mile. Unable to get anywhere in this hold as Del Rey pulled back further. Bishop bent nearly in half with her arms over her head. The crowd would almost hear the bones breaking and the muscles tearing in the hold. Bishop kicking, kicking, kicking to try to ignore the pain. Rolling her waist, trying to loosen the grip on Del Rey's scissor legs. That only seemed to make it worse. The ref was asking, but the answer was emphatically no. Del Rey would relock the fingers and pull back further. Oh. The angle of oh. the arms was sickening as Bishop waved her hand off as she was not tapping out. Del Rey just holding on, blood trickling from her head, staining the map below, having a glossy look in her eyes as it was just instinct. She was running out of steam, holding on as her grip was starting to loosen. Mischief noticing and starting to push back. The grip starting to loosen. Little Come on. by little, she was starting to break Come free. On. Her body was shaking in agony Come as the human body should not have been stretched like that for long. Delray holding on. on, relocking the fingers as Mischief continued to shake. Ow. Her body finally shaking as the ref checked on her. And called for the bell. Oh, fuck. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your winner by knockout. And still, the women's world champion, Sarah Del Rey. The hole was broken as Del Rey lay upon the canvas. Bleeding profusely as medics came down for her. Bishop literally shaking after being in the hold. Her body having gone into anaphylactic shock as medics would check on both women. Wow. Del Rey leaning against the buckle, taking her title belt and rose it up. Bleeding still from her head while being toweled off as Bishop slowly came to her feet with a towel wrapped around her. Not having a clue where she was. Del Rey pushed through the medics, getting right in her face in the corner, placing the belt over her shoulder. And would tap her side and rubbed her head in a show of respect from the champion to challenger as she rolled out of the ring, heading up the ramp as Mission dropped down, exhausted. Yeah. champion making it Holy two whole years there are not many women not many people wow. that claim that tonight you were a champion any comments it's going to Disneyland. two years strong two years long I have beaten the entire roster twice in just about every match conceivable 
I know that we have new talent coming in very, very soon. But before, before they get a piece of the champion, I am issuing a personal challenge. I have beaten everyone here in the NWA. I am putting this title belt on the line at Wrestle Kingdom. And I want any woman in the WWF to face me. It could be Beth Phoenix. It could be Awesome Kong. It can be anyone who has the guts to face me for this title. I have conquered the National Wrestling Alliance. And at Wrestle Kingdom, I will conquer the entire division around the world. Wrestle Kingdom, open challenge. Fights on. Well, fuck. Speaking of traveling champions. Speaking of fuck. machine he was able to break from the coquina clutch he was able to survive the muscle buster he was able to survive Samoa Joe despite beating him with steel stairs despite bashing his head into the steel post despite trying to fight the big red machine Samoa Joe, just like everyone before him, fell at the feet of Cain. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, I tell the world not to fear the Reaper. Do not fear death itself. Do not run and hide. Do not cover your eyes. Do not be afraid of the dark or the unknown. 
but begin to embrace it as the fires of hell, the embers of rage, consume all those around. And the ascension of Cain will continue, just like last week. As Cain threw Samoa Joe up to the heavens and like a bolt of lightning drove him straight down to hell. Yeah, he did. Will be anyone who dares oppose, who dares challenge. Who dares step into the squared circle? You will burn and crumble at his feet. The world is the stomping ground to the man they call king. And we challenge any man, myth, legend, monster, demon alike. To try and take the most coveted prize of our industry. We dare anyone to try and take what now belongs to the man they call Cain. Be warned, be terrified, be horrified as the face of fear, the face of defiance, the face of champions now stands before you and hell hath no fury who challenges his wrath <laughs> whoa oh god oh no no Oh my god! It's a really, it's a really for Wrestle Kingdom! Oh my god! It's gonna be a fucking barbed wire fire death match! down on the ring, going eye to eye with Kane. He just slowly handed the belt over to Sullivan, who was tugging at him to leave the ring. Kane not even budging as Abyss would almost roar out at him, and then shoved him as Kane would respond with a punch right back. Both of them exchanging right hands, Kane missing a clothesline as Abyss caught him with a shoulder tackle, tossing him to the ropes oh. and dropped him with the black hole slam. Whoa. Abyss rose to his feet, breathing through his mask as Kane would slowly start to sit up. Abyss didn't waste any time, splashing him in the corner, tossing him to the other and hit him again, and then again with a splash, tossing him to the ropes again, and caught him with another black hole slam. He would move to the top rope, closing yes. and left off with a splash, and landed right upon Kane. Oh... He rolled to his feet, coming off the rope, and splashed on him again, and again, and again, and again, and again! 
He would pull him up, tossing him to the ropes, and slammed him with yet another black hole slam. Shit. He would roll out of the ring, making his presence known here tonight as Kane wasn't moving at all. Sullivan running into the ring to check on him. As he was then grabbed by the back of the hair by Abyss, who slowly rose him up and just tossed him to the outside. Damn. He would then force Kane to his feet and would pick him up, dropping him with a power bomb. He rolled to the outside, getting hold of a steel chair and would crack it along Kane's body. Fuck. He would wrap you his already neck killed him. The chair, Fuck. Forcing him up and would power bomb him once again with the chair snapping shut over his throat. Oh God! He pulled the bent oh chair from his God. throat, moved to the top rope and left off with a loaded elbow right across the heart and face of Kane. He would roll to the outside, getting a hold of the IWGP title belt, placing it over his shoulder. And started to leave with it. Officials came down to the ring to try to stop him. Damn. Pushed through the barricade and started to make his way through the crowd with the title belt. Taking Kane's property, who still hadn't moved since the attack. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Speaking of Wrestle Kingdom... The sporting event of a lifetime returns as the National yeah. Wrestling Alliance, yeah, it does. New Japan, Ring of Honor Pro, and the World Wrestling Federation gear up and battle in the sixth annual Supercard event, Wrestle Kingdom. All four companies will meet and clash in the historic Tokyo Dome. For the most critically acclaimed event of our sport, as friends will team up to face rivals. Teams will battle against factions. Champions will defend titles. Dream matches galore. Uh-huh. And history is oh, yeah. made as this year the G1 Climax Tournament evolves into a brand new match concept. The winner to receive a title shot of their choosing, as four men from each brand will compete to be called. Mr. G1, gear up and prepare yourselves for the new evolution of pro wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom, coming this summer. Yes, indeed, folks, Wrestle Kingdom is right around the corner. The annual event going right back to Tokyo. It's going to be awesome, Jess. Speaking of awesome, what we just saw here a minute ago was the opposite of awesome. It was quite horrific. Abyss, WWF's World Wrestling Federation's Abyss, came down to the ring. Apparently, I guess he accepted the challenge of Kane. He beat him with a steel chair. He hit him with power bombs. He hit him with the black hole slam. You guys were unable to see this, but Kane was taken to the back in a stretcher. He has been here seven Damn. years, and I have never seen fuck. Kane wheeled out of an arena. Well, needless to say, Gorilla, I think that perhaps Abyss might be a monster that Kane is unready to prepare for. 
I'm not sure if these two are going to clash at the upcoming event. I can tell you this right now. Abyss definitely made an enemy out of Kane. And when he recovers, he's going to be one pissed off man. Well, folks, now that we got everything all cleared up, why don't we take you back to the ring for more wrestling action. Ladies and gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall will have a 20-minute time limit. Combination strike. 
followed by a spinning backhand. He kicked Rhodes down. I would drive a knee into his throat, lock him in a reverse chin lock, keeping him grounded. Cody slowly started to rise, but he was tossed to the ropes. Hope drop kicking him and clotheslined him up and over to the floor. Punk hand his hands out with a grin. Cody climbing upon the apron just to get a knee in the face and got sent back to the floor. Cody would then try once again as Punk hit him with a roundhouse, sending him right back to the floor. Cody a little bit angry would climb upon the apron. Punk going for it again, but Cody blocked and snapped him with a rope guillotine. He would re-enter and just tackled him down, punching to his kidneys and head. Punk pushing him off as Cody tackled him to the buckle. He rammed his shoulder into the ribs, tossed him to the other. But Punk put the brakes on, catching Cody with a clothesline, then a shoulder block. Slamming him with a suplex, then locked him right back in that chin lock. Cody would fight to his feet, pushing Punk off, who went for a kick. Cody catching the leg and would drop him with a monitor and twist. Punk quickly would retreat to the outside, starting to walk around to get that web out. As Cody slid after him, chasing around him, getting around the ring. As Punk would quickly slide back inside, dropping an elbow upon Cody during re-entry. He would kick him back to the corner, but Cody would block, starting to punch right back at him, hitting Punk with bionic elbows, then an inverted atomic drop, followed by a drop kick. Cody pulled him up and would toss him to the ropes. Punk hanging on and slid right back out to the floor. Cody would then chase after him, getting a hold of Punk and toss him right back into the ring. Able to avoid the elbow, but catch him in a rear waist lock. Punk able, though, to elbow himself out, dropping Rhodes with a belly-to-belly suplex, followed by a body slam, stomping right upon his face. He slammed him with a fireman's carry right into reverse chin lock, using his elbow to bash at his face. He did it again and again, pulling Cody up and tossing him to the ropes, hitting him with a back elbow, go over a clothesline, but he was dumped over the ropes to the apron. Cody had one shot as he would get a burst of steam, leaping over as Punk caught him and dropped him with a sunset flip powerbomb to the floor. Punk held his back as Cody tossed him right into the stairs, then back body dropped him. He tossed him into the ring and would lock Punk in an eagle stretch, pressing his knee right into the spine. <laughs> Punk would fight free, spinning out and caught Cody with a roundhouse, then a back suplex with a bridge, but only got a two. He stomped upon him, stomping upon his hand, then kicked him in the corner. He kicked at him and rammed his knees right into his face pulling him up and caught him with uppercuts, tossing him to the other buckle and connected with a splash. He tossed him to the ropes and connected with a drop kick, waiting for Cody to rise and mocked him, hitting bionic elbows then a clothesline. He would then move to the top rope and raise the fingers up, coming off with a flying elbow, but he missed. 
Oh. He rose shaking his arm as Cody tackled him through the ropes and just started to punch the shit out of him. He tossed him to the post. The punk countered and nailed Cody with a flying clothesline. He tossed him back first into the post and back into the ring. Stomping upon his back, locking him within a clutch. Punk would leap up and sit upon his spine. Then would stomp upon it with both feet. He pulled him up and went hit to his back. Locking him within a dragon sleeper. But Cody slid free. Backing away as Punk caught him with a kick right to the face. Punk took his time. Pulling him up by the chin and body slammed him down. He would come off the rope with an elbow. Then another elbow. And another elbow. Doing a dusty-like dance and dropped a fourth one. Forcing Rhodes to his feet and pushed him to the corner. Hitting punches to his ribs and head. Almost like a boxer. He backed away and caught him with a kick across the head. Punk kicking Cody to the outside as the referee would start the count. Cody was up at six. Moving to the apron as Punk bashed his knee right into the face and would suplex him in the hard way. He would spread his arms out and hit Cody with a running forearm across the face, then dropped him with an electric chair. He would grab his legs and would slingshot him into the buckle, following up with a whirling backdrop. He would grin to himself and call Cody up, hoisting him up and would drop him with an F5 in mockery of Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Covering! <laughs> Only two! <laughs> See, that move sucks! Punk said the hell with it and pulled Cody up. Going for a second one, but Cody countered right into a DDT! This brought him a little bit of time as he pulled himself up. Punk charging at him, but Rhodes back body dropped him up and over to the floor! Punk would crash hard as he held his head. Moving to his feet as Cody was on the top rope, leaving with a moonsault and crashing the punk through the barricade. <laughs> play showed that about five or six times as Cody was up first, pulling punk up by the head and just tossed him into the ring. He climbed the top rope, but punk started to complain about his eye. The ref went to check on him. And we'll then start to put an X up in the air. But we'll climb down. He wasn't going to fall for this as he went for him, but the ref pushed him back. He then would throw the X up once again and would slowly help Punk up, who was holding his eye. Who then blasted Cody with a kick to the jaw. Oh, you fucking fuck. Punk would wave it off saying, a contact slipped as he pulled Rhodes up and placed him on the top rope, climbing up with them and locked him in. Cody wasn't going anywhere. He would headbutt him, then uppercutted him down, getting his balance and leapt off with a super bionic elbow. Punk held his head, rolling as Cody went for it once again. Bashing it into the buckle, then toss him to the other. A punk with Irish whip, going for the knee, but missed, hitting the buckle instead. He would hobble back as Cody nailed him with the disaster kick. 
Punk held his face as Cody would catch him with a drop kick to the buckle, hitting haymaker after haymaker after haymaker, and then he would spread his legs on the rope. Cody would take a few steps back, and this was for Dustin, charging in and punted Punk right between the legs. He dropped down, holding himself as the referee let that one slide as Cody would pull him up and dropped him with the Lone Star. He yelled out that it was time to finish it, watching Punk rise up and locked him from behind. Punk sliding out, going for a kick as Cody caught the leg and would sleep the other, kick it to the back of the knee and went for a figure four. The Punk kicked him in the shoulder right into the post. Cody pulled back as he was risen up. Punk going for a GTS as Cody landed behind him. Leaning against the rope as Punk charged, getting dumped over. But he held on to the rope. He stayed upon the apron and snapped Cody with a sunset flip. But Cody rolled with it, coming off the far end and drove Punk with a float over DDT. He quickly moved to the top rope, going for a moonsault. But Punk grabbed the ref as Cody smacked into both of them, taking them out. Uh. Cody rubbed his shoulder, shaking the ref, trying to wake him up. Moving over to Punk, who hit him with a low blow. He rose and then would drop him with a GTS. He would look around, making a hand gesture as David Otunga, still screwed up from earlier, made his way down. He would get a hold of a steel chair and would slide it into the ring for Punk. He would get a bottle of water and started to wake the referee up as he was hit from behind by Dusty Rhodes. Punk was in the ring, not knowing what was going on. He had a chair in hand, raising it up to nail Cody. As Dusty pulled it from him, swinging and nailed Punk right in the ribs and chest with it. Punk dropped down to his knees, holding himself as Dusty said he was going to blast his head off. Punk rolling out of the way as Dusty swung and accidentally blasted Cody across the head. Oh. Dusty dropped the chair going, oh no, my son. As Punk pulled it up and cracked it over Dusty's back. He then picked him up and dropped him with a GTS. Kicking him to the floor. He would toss the chair away. Pulling Cody up and hit him with a GTS. As the ref came to...
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back taking a quick timeout. So much action here tonight at Spring Stampede. Not one title has changed tonight. But the biggest one is coming up here in just a few minutes. The match we just saw, Cody Rhodes seemed to have everything locked in. Dusty came down only to help his son. He made a vicious, vicious mistake. Caught him over the head with a steel chair. Cody was busting open and actually wheeled out of here. Ah, oh, think about it, Monsoon. I'm not a big Punk fan, however, but imagine if Dusty had blasted Punk with that chair. It could have been a career ender. His career could have been more in jeopardy. His life could have been in jeopardy. Dusty had no business being out here, especially with that kind of malice on his mind. Punk had reinforcements, Jess. He was only trying to protect his son. Steel chairs don't kill people. Men with malice do, Monsoon. I'm not condoning what happened, but what's done is done. All right, now, why don't we take you to live action? That's our main event here, folks. Ric Flair, 17-time world champion, a man who has held the gold for 16 straight months. Just a few shy from Saturday Rays, Tyler Rain against Ricky the Dragon Seamboat, who has been on a two-year odyssey, finally putting away the hardest chapter of his life. It's time for the title match, our seven-year anniversary. Why don't we take you to the ring? Here we go, main event. Ladies and gentlemen, the following contest, scheduled for one fall, is our main event of Spring Stampede.
gentlemen, this contest scheduled for one fall will have a 16-minute time limit, and it is for the World Heavyweight Championship. The referee in charge of this bout, reinstated senior official Nicholas Patrick. Standing <laughs> over to my right, the challenger from Honolulu, Hawaii. He weighed this morning at 238 pounds. He is Ricky the Dragon initials on the side as Steamboat tosses rain jacket aside in black and red for the evening causing his headband away as they would move to the center of the ring Patrick began to give out instructions and the rules of the match Flair talking trash as he would ask how was I was doing as Steamboat would push him Flair answering with a haymaker as so did Steamboat <laughs> and the match was officially on you did. Flair would win with a thumb to the eye, bashing Steamboat's head into the turnbuckle. Turning him around, I would pop to his chest. Another one, a third one, a fourth one. Tossed him to the other buckle. But he ate Ricky's boot, who came off the rope and caught him with a clothesline. Steamboat would then follow up with a chop on himself. A second one, a double chop, and then rose him up by the throat. He held him up and just pushed him to the ropes. Dropping Flair with a back body drop, a hip toss, and a deep arm drag, holding him in place. Flair would rise as Ricky would wrench upon that arm and rose him up, tossing Flair down and caught him with a kick to the jaw. Pushing Flair to the corner, would climb up, punching to his head, and began to chop on top of it. He would toss Flair to the other side as he would flip over the buckle, running along the apron as Steamboat caught him with a drop kick right to the floor. Steamboat went right after him, running his shot up and got him over the chest. Flair would chop right back, a second one, and then a poke right to the bad eye. He would grab him by the head and slam him into the steel post. He would pull up Steamboat and just body slam him on the floor, rolling into the ring and did his signature strut, dropping down and gave Liz a kiss as Steamboat climbed upon the apron. 
Blair would latch on and hit him with a headbutt and suplex him in the hard way. Mounting him and just started to punch right to his head. He came off the rope with that patented flared knee over the head. Locking him in a side headlock. Steamboat was not going to last long in this as he rose. Pushing him off and left frogged over. Dropping him with a hip toss and a drop kick. He would sweep the leg and rose flare up. Slimming him hard with an atomic drop right to the buckle. Hitting him with a clothesline in the corner. Then tossed him with a monkey flip. That would roll to his feet as Steamboat would wrench upon that arm. Slowly dropping him down to his knees and would kick to the chest. He would quickly lock him in a hammerlock as Flair fought out with a back elbow, hitting that bad eye. Dropping Steamboat with a shoulder block, then a suplex. Mm. He would drop elbows right into that heart, then locked him in a side headlock. Steamboat head scissoring out as they rose, locking up, pushing for dominance, as Steamboat just shoved him into the buckle. Flair bounced off and came at him with a swing, but he missed as Steamboat caught him with a spin kick to the chest, followed by a snap mare. Lifting Flair up in a gorilla press and just slammed him down, going after him. But Flair grabbed the tights and flung Ricky through the ropes to the floor. <laughs> that bottom sometimes as he rolled to the outside. He would clip the back of his knee and grab the, the barricade. He would unlatch it, placing Steamboat's knee within it, and slammed it shut. Flair would then do it again, and then a third time as Ricky pulled away, holding his knee in pain as Flair started to remove the protective padding. No. He would pull Steamboat over and drove his knee right into the concrete. Oh, Flair wasn't done here as he locked the leg and did three knee breakers right upon the floor. He pulled Steamboat up and slammed him rib knee first into the steel stairs, rolling back into the ring to bask in the glory. Steamboat would hold his knee, trying to shake and rub the cogs out as Flair went back to the floor. He then slammed Steamboat a second time with that knee first right into the stairs. He would kick and stomp upon his knee before tossing him inside, wooing upon entry. As he would look at him and got him in a half crab. Ricky refused to give in, reaching for the ropes, just trying to endure it. There, letting go, but put Ricky's foot against the rope, coming down with an elbow. He then rose and went to sit on it, but Simo with the other foot was able to kick him up and over the rope to the floor. Yeah. Bought him a little bit of time as he used the ropes to slide away to the corner. Flair rolling back inside, going for him. As Ricky kicked him in the ribs and pulled himself up. Flair would swing, but he missed as Ricky picked him up and would have him cross the rope. <laughs> Flair would grab a hole as Steve grabbed the rope and rose it up and down, up and down as Flair would ride it like a bull rider. Swinging into the ring and held himself in the corner. Steamo limping, but made his way over and kicked him in the ribs, and then kicked him again using the good leg, tossing him out with a hip toss, and went to follow up, but got dropped with a toehold right into an Indian deathlock. Steamo struggled here, having a pull with his arms, getting a hold of the rope as Flair would break it. 
He pushed Ricky to the buckle and would ram his knees into the ribs. He would headbutt him and slowly started to place him on top. Climbing up and would headbutt him again. He would go with a superplex, but Ricky wouldn't budge. He would headbutt Flair right back and knocked him to the canvas. Getting his balance and caught him with a shoulder block. He followed that up with a flapjack and then an awkward drop kick. Hitting Flair with a kick to the ribs, then dropped him with a DDT. That brought him a bit of time as Ricky would shake his leg out. Flair grabbing him by the tights and slammed his shoulder right into the bones. He then dropped Simo with a back suplex, then locked him in an arm bar, stretching that arm out before driving his knee into it. Slowly, Steamboat would rise, shaking his head. No one would drop down, tossing Flair through the ropes to the floor, breaking the hold. Flair got on his feet, cursing out as he went to the apron, got, got hit with a baseball slide to the ribs. Steamboat sliding to the floor and grabbed him by the hair, slamming his head into the apron, then suplexed him upon the ramp. Ow. He pulled him up and tossed him right back into the ring, rolling inside and locked up with him again. Flair, though, would kick the knee, then caught him with an uppercut. A shot to the ribs and slammed him with a pile driver. <clears throat> he would rise, doing a little strut as he grabbed Steamboat's legs, doing a little dance, but he got kicked off. Flair coming off the rope, but did not expect to be dropped with a belly-to-belly suplex, followed by a belly-to-back suplex. <laughs> Flair tried to retreat, but Ricky grabbed him by the hair, pulling him back into the ring as Flair broke loose and just straight punched him in the face. Ow. Threw a fired one right back. Flair with a jab. Ricky with a hook. Flair with an uppercut. Steve with a kick right to the jaw, knocking him in the corner. Flair, though, came right off and missed a haymaker. Steve dropping him with a fireman's carry. He then locked him in an arm drag, but was unable to hold it as Flair chopped him to the corner, chopping hard away at him again and again and again, climbing up and just starting to punch over his head, but the steamboat just pushed him off. Flair went back for him, but got a boot to the face. He then got grabbed and slammed with a bulldog. He would rotate his shoulder and leg, thinking he was okay. Pulling Flair off, who hit him with a headbutt, then a kick to the corner. He would try this once again as he would chop again at him. Tossing him to the buckle, but Ricky Irish whipped. Flair smacking off hard as Simo did a back body drop. But on the way down, Flair held on to the legs, pulling Simo down. Only two. Both of them rose as Flair struck first with a straight punch, tossing him to the ropes, but Steamboat slid under the legs, catching Flair with a German suplex. He would have locked him in a front face lock, then dropped him with a double underhook suplex. Mickey would then body slam him and suplex him. Flair was ready to the floor, going to Liz. He was trying to bark out strategy. Simo went after him as Flair pulled Liz right in front, using her as a shield. Flair was able to get away as Ricky went to the apron, hitting Flair back and re-entered. Flair surprising him with a clothesline, then an elbow to the chest, grabbing his legs, 
but Ricky kicked him to the corner. Flair charging in as Simo dropped him with a toehold. The Flair again, rolled to the floor, getting away. He would walk over to Liz, who dabbed his head with a towel. Steamboat pulling him away and would punch to his head, pushing him back into the ring as Steamboat rolled inside. Flair hitting him hard on the ribs, causing Steamboat to drop and hold his stomach in pain. I think Flair just hit him with something. Yes, fist monsoon. No man drops that fast unless that fist was loaded. Looks like he just stuffed something in his tights. Hey, he's the uh, champion, uh-oh. Monsoon. You gotta win however you can. Fucking prick. Flair would grin at his handiwork as he would drop these into Steamboat's ribs. Moving him to the corner, I would stomp on him. He would raise him up and ram his knees into them. Tossed him to the other buckle and rammed his knee hard into the ribs once again. He rose Steamboat up on the top rope and dropped him with a superplex. Flair would rise, moving out to the crowd, and would stop upon Steamboat, who rolled to the ropes. The camera zooming in and caught him coughing up just a little bit of blood. Flair pulled him up, punching him to his ribs, and chopped him to the corner. He would move once again and hip toss him out, grabbing Ricky by the legs and dropped elbows over the bad knee. He would then stomp upon the ribs, going for the figure four. But Seema pulled him in for a small package. Only two. Come on. They would quickly lock him in a sleeper, trying to wear him down. Steve rising and broke out with an elbow to the ribs. He then caught Flair with a slam, coming off the rope. But Flair grabbed the foot and tripped him up. Patrick saw that and would yell at her as Ricky went for Flair, who punched him in the ribs again. Quickly stuffing something in his tights as Steve would then drop down. He would then cover. Only two. Mm. Flair would grab him and move him to the ropes, placing his throat over the rope and stood upon him. He would choke him with that rope before letting him go, slamming Ricky with a side back suplex, moving out as he would grab at the legs. Steve coming alive at the last second, they kicked him to the buckle. Flair coming in, missing a clothesline, as Ricky caught him with a backslide. Only two. Come on, Ricky. Both of them got to their feet as they would lock in a Greco-Roman knuckle lock. Both of them pushing against each other as Flair slowly pushed Ricky down on a bridge. As Ricky slowly began to push his way up. He would move the arms down as Flair yelled out. Ricky dropping over the bridge. Again, only two. Both of them rose as Flair caught him with a knee lift and a toe hold of the ropes. Coming off the far end. But he got back body dropped up and over to the floor. Oh, nice. Flair was nice. up as Liz helped him to his feet. Steamboat saying the hell with thing just jumped off the rope with a cross body, landing upon Flair on the outside. Ricky was up and tossed Flair into the ring. Going back inside as Flair went for his ribs with a kick. 
But Ricky grabbed the leg. He would then trip him down and would slingshot him into the buckle, hitting him in the spine, then set him on the top rope. With lock-dropping Flair with a super backdrop. Flair would flip back onto his stomach, pushing himself up as Simo caught him with a drop kick, tossing him to the ropes and caught him with a cross body block. He held his ribs as he ducked a punch from Flair, dropping him with an awkward Alabama slam. He grabbed the legs, holding on, and would slingshot him a second time. This time, Flair hit the buckle and stumbled and fell back, holding his head, raising with a swing as Simo ducked him, body slammed him down. He would move to the top rope, but would start to stumble. He made it, though, to the top, poising and waiting. As Liz got upon the apron, distracting him. The rat pushed her down as Flair climbed up, trying to knock Steamboat off, who just pushed him back to the canvas, catching his balance and would leap off. But he missed the chop, hitting the canvas and quickly clutched his knee. Flair clipping him from behind and would apply the figure four. No. Ricky would reach for the ropes, but he was too far Damn. away. Flair having applied perfectly as he would rock back and forth. Steve struggling here to try to stay alive. Roll over. And the pain was Roll just over. up his knee and die. He would sit up, but his ribs were badly damaged as Flair screamed at him to tap out. Ricky reaching for the ropes, trying as Liz yelled from the forefront to give up already. Flair moving out as Steve laid upon his back. Forcing himself to sit up as he would slowly start to turn, trying to reverse it. Flair would shake his head no, refusing to turn over, holding it tighter in place. Ricky would scream in pain as the ref was ready to call for the bell. Steamboat digging deep as he would slowly shift his body to the left. Then to the right. Come on. Then to the left again. Come on, come on. And then come back on, to the right. Come on, come on. Flair trying Whoa. to hang on. Roll. Push, pull, tug, do whatever he had to Roll. do. This little by little, he would reverse it. Yeah. Flair <laughs> took his head, trying to get out of this hole. Liz leaning over under the ropes and would gouge Ricky in the eye to break the hole. Fuck. Patrick blatantly saw that one as he would then toss Liz out of the match. Yeah, yeah get the bitch out. As Flair would reach into his tights and would slip on a paranox. Obviously, that's what Liz slid to him earlier as he would slowly begin to rise. Steamboat using the ropes to pull himself up as Flair came in with a swing. But Ricky blocked and started a punch, chop, punch, chop, flurry upon him. Flair getting knocked in the corner and would get punched and chopped and kicked as Steve was going absolutely wild. He tossed him to the other buckle, watching him flip over and then flip right back inside, getting a chop down for his efforts. A second one, a third one, a fourth one, a fifth one. Steve going absolutely crazy as he tossed Flair to the other yeah. buckle, watching him flip over Fuck him up. Fuck and straddled it. Steve-O climbing up behind him, looking to toss him. But Flair caught him right in the face with the loaded fist. Ah. 
Ricky hit the canvas hard as Flair quickly has to climb down, hiding the evidence as he pulls Steve to his feet. No. Raising him up and dropped out with the AA Spine Buster. Oh, come on. Stealing that from his former best friend as he would cover. Yeah, come on, Ricky. Flair rose upset as Liz was gone from ringside, having been pulled by another official as he would roll to the floor, getting a hold of the world title. He rolled inside, but the ref took it away from him. Flair quickly going back to the knucks, watching Simo rise as he went for the knockout blow. But he was caught with an insecurity. Yeah. He stopped as Ricky went for a TDT, but Flair pushed him to the ropes and Missed a Widowmaker clothesline. Steve-O catching him with a kick to the buckle and charged. Flair rolling out, exposing the buckle. But Steve-O quickly stopped in his tracks. Oh. Turning as Flair came with a drop kick, but he got caught by the legs. Steamboat would slingshot him a third and final time. Right into the exposed buckle. would stumble, fumble, and roll, yeah. rising to his feet, giving the fan a finger, and then would flop down. <laughs> yeah. Both men slowly getting to their feet as Flair was cut over the head, as they would exchange right hands back and forth. <laughs> uh, that's good. Ricky would win the exchange with a kick to the ribs, jumping for a clothesline. But it was dumped over the ropes. Steve though holding on and would wait for his moment. Catching Flair with a sunset flip. But Flair dropped down in a penny predicament. Grabbing the rope. Only two. Flair cursed out as he pushed Ricky to the buckle. Pushing hard to his head and ribs. Climbing the top rope and began to punch an elbow to his head. Leaning down it would bite at his skull. Steve-O just pushing him off as Flair caught him with a snapmare and then a kick to the spine. Dropping him with a running neck whip, wiping the blood from his head and rose Steamboat up. Dropping him with a slingshot brain buster. He rose up like a wild man, wooing out as he grabbed the legs. Go over the figure four, this time... Punching Ricky with dead fish shots to the face before locking it in. Oh. Steve though kicked him off, causing Flair to flip over. Rising and caught him with a cross body block. Following that up with a clothesline, up and over as both of them fell to the floor. They had hit hard on the exposed concrete. Very slowly rising and they would exchange right hands. Flair kicking right to the bad knee and tossed him to the barricade. Charging in, but Steve-O ducked him back, body dropped him into the second and third row of ringside. Ricky would hobble up and went to the crowd, fighting Flair and grabbing him by the hair, tossing him back to ringside, throwing him into the ring, and then started to move him to the top row. He had it now as he left with the flying chop. As Flair caught him with a haymaker over the jaw with the loaded fist. <laughs> oh, Flair you fucking prick. Away. The ref not having a clue what happened. Oh, fuck he you, ref. Ricky, then Flair, seeing that nothing was in his hands. 
Claire slowly started to crawl over to the knocked out Steamboat, who hadn't moved since that hit. Flair crawling upon him, grabbing the leg, and would cover. Come on, Ricky, kick out. Yes. Yes, come on, Ricky. Flair would lay there, looking up at the lights and roll to the floor. He would stumble around as he pushed a fan out of their take-home chair, sliding into the ring (laughs) as the ref tried to pull it out of his hand. Flair pushing him on his ass, going after Steamboat, who nailed Flair with a low blow. (laughs) Yeah. Flair would drop down, holding himself, not having a clue that Steamboat was going to do something like that. (laughs) Steamboat getting to his feet. Locking the arms and dropped up with the Dragon Lock DDT. Oh, that is it. Slowly crawl on top of Flair. That's it. Fuck. So close on that one as Ricky had to use the ropes to pull himself up. He rubbed his jaw, rotating his shoulder and shaking his knee out. He gave one hard cough as blood fell from his lips, but he was still going to fight hard. He watched Flair as he would drop him with a spinning neck breaker. A kick to the ribs, raising him for a pile driver. But Flair would hit to the bad knee and nailed him with a headbutt. Both of them starting to exchange rights and lefts back and forth as blood would splatter across the canvas between both of them. Flair would poke the bad eye and bash Nemo's head into the exposed buckle. Steamboat was down as Flair rolled him up, putting his feet on the ropes. Flair rose up angry, now kicking the rope, going absolutely ballistic. He forced Steamboat to his feet and surprised him with an overweight suplex. Oh. The kid on Both of them rising as Ricky grabbed the arm and began to wrench on it. Twisting and dropped Flair to his knees, locking him in a hammerlock, then slammed him with a hammerlock back suplex pin. Flair rose, going right for that knee, taking Ricky down and tried to lock it in. Steamboat kicking him off to the ropes as Flair caught him with a Widowmaker clothesline. He stalled that right out of the horseman's book as he would cover. Oh, my God. Back and forth. Flair dragged him up to the corner, chopping a car to his chest, having enough of this fight, ramming his knee <laughs> into the ribs and punching the bad eye. Going for a short on clothesline, but unfortunately he missed. Steve O'Kesh with a victory roll. Damn it, again, only two. Ropes to pull himself up. Flair kicking to the back of that knee again and again. Lashley Steamboat from behind, who was able to elbow out. Going for Flair, who quickly caught him in a sleeper. He would latch on tight as Ricky would kick off the buckle, going for a pin. Flair letting go, though, just in time as Ricky rolled back. Stumbling to the ropes as Flair caught him. Got getting dumped over. But Flair held on to the ropes. Steamboat Sue placing him in, but lost his footing. Flair crashing down and pinning him, putting his feet on the road. Oh, no, no. Oh, Jesus. If Flair could get any angrier, his face was showing it. Grabbing Ricky and quickly grabbed him for a schoolboy. 
How the fuck is this gonna end? God damn it. Pushing him to the buckle and went for a punch. Nacebo blocked and would bash his head into the buckle. Flair flipping onto his belly. Nacebo climbed the top rope, lining up his shot. As Flair slowly pushed himself to his feet. Steve-O leaping Come and on. caught him this time with a chop to the head. Going to his feet, doing he had him now. Going for Flair, who grabbed his tights and low wedged him, thrown first to the ropes. Wanting him snap back as he caught him with a schoolboy, hooking the tights. Side and got a hold of the world title, sliding inside as once again the ref grabbed it from him. Who was gonna hand it back? Flair quickly digging into his boot, having another paradox. He slid them on and went for Steamboat, who caught him with a deep. No, Flair pushed him, turning and swore with the right hand, but he missed as Steamboat dropped him with a back suplex. Quickly grabbing his legs for a figure four, but Flair caught him over the head with the loaded fist. Fuck. He rose, going for the knockout punch as Steamboat was on spaghetti legs. Flair charging in as he caught him with a crucifix head scissor. Whoa. Yeah! What? Ladies and gentlemen, Wait a second. here is your winner! Oh, and. <laughs> no! Yeah! 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 Yes! 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 This might be legit, I don't know. Fuck you, Flair.
Wait, what? <laughs> For real? Okay. I think I think so. I think that was that was for real. Damn, we can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't hear you. I see the box moving, but uh... it's muted you. It used to do it to me. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Remember when I, I kept getting muted after closing the player? Oh, that's you. that's right. You you close the player and then. Uh... Well, fuck! I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and I still, because DM's did it before, I'm still skeptical. I I think still to, thinking I that think like, tomorrow like, tomorrow is gonna be like no, Ricky's shoulders were down. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was it? You did, who was it? You did it with last time? I think it was, it was like Dusty. It was like Del Rio. Like, Del Rio did it once, and then it was like, oh yeah, it was. That was it. It was Del Rio. It was like we went a whole week thinking Del Rio was the new champion. It's like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay, I, I believe it. I okay. Spring Stampede would be an interesting pay per view to culminate on. Mm. No, can't hear you at all. <laughs> 